And just to mention that this term clinging refers not only to holding on, but to any kind of reactivity, so also resisting, and particularly to identifying with experience, to taking it personally, to make it about me, to make it mine, to make it who I am. And I'm sure you all know from your own experience, because on one level it's painfully obvious that the more we cling, the more we suffer. There's a very direct correlation between clinging and suffering, which is why the Buddha highlighted these five aggregates of clinging under the first foundation of mindfulness. So to put that into the context of the five of the wheel analogy that I was using the other day, we have this understanding that from the relative calm and stability of the center of the wheel, the breath and the body, we often move very quickly to the outer rim of proliferation, of spinning out, of getting caught in identifying with unskillful forms of thinking. And some of you may have wondered, well, what's between the hub and the rim? So the next layer out from the center of the wheel is the sense contacts and feeling tone. So we have the body and the breath, and then the sense contacts are sights, sounds, smells, tastes, physical sensations, and mental activity. So at any point in time, there's actually only one of six things happening. A sight, a sound, a smell, a taste, physical sensation, or a mental activity. Just to check, is there anybody experiencing something that's not one of those six things right now? No. It's pretty amazing. We think we're so sophisticated, and it's just, yep, sight, sound, smell, taste. Automatically, with each of those sense contacts, we get a feeling tone. We recognize those contacts as being either pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. That is hardwired into our nervous system. And somebody told me recently that it's actually part of the reptilian brain. So it's part of our primitive survival system. We can't do anything about these feeling tones. They happen automatically. But what we can do something about is what happens next when we tend to move more towards the outer rim of the wheel and into reactivity. So the Buddha was a master at deconstructing our experience, breaking it down into its component parts. Because when we can see the individual aspects of experience that are going into feeding this chain reaction of proliferation, it becomes easier to do something about them. So this feeling tone, Vedana, to use the Pali word, is a really key building block when there's no sati of our tendency to flip automatically into proliferation. 
I translate the word Vedana as feeling tone rather than feelings, which you sometimes see, because in English the word feelings can also mean emotions. And this is not talking about emotions, it's talking about just that very first basic recognition of pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral before the response is complexified into liking if it's pleasant, not liking if it's unpleasant, or spacing out if it's neutral. So you might start to get a sense then of just how key this Vedana feeling tone is. The problem is that, well, because of neural plasticity, if we don't pay attention, if we don't have sati, and we just run with our automatic habitual responses, for every pleasant experience we have, we go to liking, and we unconsciously strengthen the habit of greed, which many of you will recognize as one of the three core afflictive mental movements. Pretty obvious if something is unpleasant, we go automatically to disliking, and we strengthen the root habit of ill will or aversion. If something is neutral, we tend to just space out, not notice, go oblivious, and strengthen the mental habit of ignorance, ignoring. So bringing awareness to this uh, quality of feeling tone can be a very powerful training in understanding how we get from the hub of the wheel to the proliferation at the outer rim. Because neurons that fire together, wire together. Having said all of that, sometimes people hear these instructions and think, oh well, obviously I'm not supposed to ever experience anything pleasant ever again, because that leads to greed and that's bad. But what we're paying attention to here is not the stimulus itself, it's how far we move in the direction of clinging, craving, resisting, or spacing out. So if we can simply enjoy that piece of chocolate brownie and notice pleasant feeling tone, pleasant taste, pleasant smell, pleasant texture, pleasant mental associations, fine. If we find ourselves going back for a second, a third, or fourth piece, and then bugging the cook for the recipe, then that's a slightly different case. And that's what we want to be on the lookout for. So because this feeling tone quality is often mostly just below the radar, and we don't recognize it until we've moved into reaction to it, I wanted to offer a practice session now that will be looking very directly at Vedana. And I'd like to do it uh, working in the format of meditating together in pairs. Now, some of you may not have done this before, so before we go any further with the instructions, this is not going to involve any kind of eye gazing. It's not going to involve any disclosing of our most personal secrets. It's not going to be Californian in any way at all. <laughs> so you can relax. 
you're simply going to be using the support of each other's mindfulness to help you stay present as you name out loud, practicing with bare awareness, just what you're experiencing in the body. I'm going to guide you through the whole thing step by step. But before again we go any further, just to say this could be a good place to once more orient to the Brahmaviharas. So if you noticed any kind of reactivity to the instructions, you might just notice, could I use a little kindness right now? Or a little self-compassion? Or can I find any orientation to gratitude or appreciation of myself for showing up? How about equanimity? Can I find some calm, some balance? And let whatever ripples are there just dial down a little. And then if, having gone through that, exploration, you still feel like this is really not the right thing for you to be doing right now, that's totally fine. You're welcome to continue practicing outside or wherever you see fit. So it really is an open opportunity. Okay. So before we move into the pairs practice, I'm going to invite just a moment to stand for those for whom standing is okay. Just slowly, mindfully transitioning to standing posture. If your balance is okay, you might close your eyes for a moment or letting the gaze lower. Taking a moment to notice how is the body now? physical sensations are you aware of right now? Just taking that kind of snapshot of the physical being. And then taking a moment to notice how is the heart-mind now? What thoughts, emotions, moods, mind states are present. Again, just to notice. And then asking the question, how am I relating to whatever experience is here right now? Is there any kind of attitude in the mind, perhaps of wanting, not wanting, not knowing? 
just to notice. And see if you can orient to kind curiosity. Connecting with whatever is true in your experience right now. And then slowly, gently opening the eyes. I'm going to invite us into a short period of walking meditation for those for whom that's okay. Just beginning to walk anywhere around the room so you can weave in and out of the chairs, you can walk slowly in whatever direction draws you. If you're not walking at the moment, you might just begin to look around you, let the eyes open. Take in sights, take in sounds, just beginning to move. You might experiment if you're sitting with just moving and stretching the body a little, just to bring some ease. And as you walk and as you move the body, you might notice this interplay of feeling tones and sense contacts. Are there some particular sights that draw you? Or sounds that push you? Can you connect with any sense contacts that register as neutral? right now. Just noticing this pulling, pushing of the attention in response to pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral. to stillness for a moment. Knowing the body standing. And then taking a moment to look around and find a partner near you, preferably somebody you don't know, if that's possible. Might be a challenge for some of you Bellingham people. <laughs> But just find somebody nearby, move towards them, including the people who are not able to move. You might invite a partner. And once you've found a partner, find yourself um, a seated position so you can sit together at the same level, so both on the floor or both on chairs. And if anybody needs a partner, they can work with Durar. Anybody need a partner? Please raise your hand if you need a partner. So Patrice, there's someone there for you. Anybody else need a partner? Great. So make, if you're sitting on the floor, please make sure you're comfortable, that you have cushions, props, because we'll be here for a little while. So take your time to get yourself comfortable. 
And I suggest you try to keep some space between the pair so you're not talking over the top of each other. So feel free, you might want to come forward, spread out around the whole room. Beautiful. So as you're settling in, you might just introduce yourself to each other, just your first name. And now here's a challenging part. Whoever's first name is closest to the beginning of the alphabet is going to be the first speaker. So take a moment to work out who that is. And then first speakers, please raise your hands so we're all clear who's the first speaker. Some of us are a little alphabetically challenged. <laughs> clear? Yes, thank you. Okay. So after all of that activity, just taking a moment to let the awareness become internal. To again come home to the body. Let the eyes gently close if that's okay for you. And just take a moment to sit. Know that you're sitting. Now if you're the first person who's listening, Listener, you're going to be offering the speaker the gift of your mindful presence. So you're simply settling back and receiving whatever the speaker shares with you. You do not need to respond verbally. You don't need to coach or coax in any way. So it's not, oh, you have an itch in your elbow. Fascinating. Tell me more. Just let them name their experience. As I said, this is not an eye-gazing exercise, so you don't need to maintain unblinking eye contact. But it's also helpful if you don't just look down. So let your eye contact move, be somewhat natural, as feels comfortable for you as you receive the words of the speaker. So you're sitting in silence, practicing mindful hearing. So first speaker, you're going to have three minutes, which I'll time for you, to keep connecting with the body and to name out loud any physical sensation anywhere in the body that registers as unpleasant. And you're simply reporting this with bare awareness. So no story, no assessment, no judgment, no analysis, just the fact. So if it was me, I might say, noticing pressure in the ball of my left foot, slight numbness, coolness, a little bit of an ache on the outside, slight clenching in the toes, unpleasant. I would not be saying, 
Wow, my foot really hurts. I knew I shouldn't have bought that pair of shoes that was half a size too small. You know, that salesperson was so pushy. I could end up with bunions thanks to her, and my aunt was on crutches for six weeks. How would I manage? No, just the facts bear awareness. Okay, so first speaker, physical, physical sensations in the body that register as unpleasant. That may have seemed like a very long three minutes. So just taking a moment to breathe. To again come home to the body. And to invite ease. Softening any areas of tension that can be softened. So that now we're transitioning to the second speaker. We can start from this fresh new moment. So the same exploration, second speaker. You're going to be naming out loud physical sensations anywhere in the body that register as unpleasant. Just the facts, no story. And listener, second listener, you're offering the gift of your mindful presence. So the second speaker now, physical sensations that are unpleasant. Taking a moment just to notice what's it like to resist the usual habits of social chit-chat, the usual habits of getting caught in stories, speaking from personality. What's it like to stay with just the bare awareness? I could feel the depth of your contemplation. So I'm going to invite us into a second round and raise the bar a little higher this time. We're going to be exploring neutral feeling tone, which by definition is not very stimulating. So if you're listening, listener, you might need to really boost your mindful presence because what you're hearing probably is not going to be too exciting. But do your best to stay present. And speaker, we can open up the senses now, beyond just the body, to include all five physical senses. So you might include neutral sounds, neutral sights, 
perhaps neutral tastes in the mouth, neutral smells and so on. So we're going to return to the first speaker now and you'll have three minutes to explore neutral sensations that any of the five physical senses. First speaker. Again, just taking a moment to breathe and to feel the body sitting. And then we'll transition to the second speaker with the same exploration. Neutral feeling tone at any of the five physical senses. Second speaker, bear awareness. Again, letting the eyes close, bringing the awareness internally again, and taking a moment to check how is the body, the heart, the mind now? What's the effect on the being of paying attention to unpleasant? and then paying attention to neutral. What's it like to stay present with sense contacts, with bare awareness? To stay out of our usual habits of reacting and proliferating and narrating and getting caught in stories. and to stay very close to the immediacy of our experience. To stay close to the hub of the wheel. So some of you might be wondering, where is pleasant? When are we going to get to pleasant feeling tone? Your time has come. And we're going to change format slightly. For those who can, we're going to include this as a form of walking practice. And for those who that might be challenging, we'll find an alternative way of doing this. But for people who are able to walk, I'm going to invite you to stay with the same partner Slowly, mindfully, get ready to walk outside. So putting on your shoes, putting on your coat. And then when you get out the door, 
you're going to take it in turns back and forth to find one experience at any of the six sense doors now, so including the mind, that registers as pleasant. So you'll walk until the first speaker recognizes something pleasant. When they do, they physically stop. Your partner will stop alongside them. First speaker will name, seeing the blue sky. Then you'll continue walking until the second speaker registers something pleasant. The second speaker will stop, the partner will stop, the second person will name bright yellow dandelions on the grass. Then you'll continue walking until the first person registers the next thing that's pleasant. So depending how tuned in you are, you might not get very far. That's okay. So just taking your time back and forth, naming pleasant experiences, sight, sound, smell, taste, physical sensation, and mental response. But still, without going into story, just bare awareness. That clear for everyone? You'll have 10 minutes when the last person's out of the door. I'll count 10 minutes, and then I'll ring the bell. And then I'll invite you to come back in just for about 10 minutes to complete that exercise together. That clear for everyone? Okay, so slowly, mindfully, moving into walking and exploring pleasant feeling tone. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.com dot org slash donate.